Welcome to Misty Outsiders and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir. And this is a teen drama shadow world cast. I, I thought you would just go shadow cast. That is the definitely the best way of saying it. I know, but then I said drama wrong, and then it just, everything broke. Then, then My to, brain broke. Then you try to fit world into it for some reason. You don't need to do that. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's sh- a teen drama shadow cast. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say drama no. today. Uh, yep, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. Oh, I guess I would have just said it's a teen shadow cast. <laughs> yeah. Oops. <laughs> What do I normally say? A teen drama fan cast? Teen drama fan cast, yeah. Also, you've been saying drama so much. <laughs> I know, and I can say it by itself, but it's add teen in there and I can't. All right. Oh, my God. All right. So, us and Riverdale are on a break currently. We did not start this break. We are the broken uppies. Yes, yes. We are on a break, but we will get back together once. I guess the season's over. Uh, and what season is that? Well, it's the Shadowhunter season. We have chosen a great TV show, a TV show that claims to be a Netflix original, although I thought it was on real TV at one point. I think, like, one season might have been, and then it moved to Netflix. Here's the thing, when anything moves to Netflix, Netflix is like, Netflix original. And you're like, it's not. Arrested Development had, like, two seasons on Netflix, and they're like, Netflix original. I think they say that Superstore is a Netflix original show which mm, it's not I, don't think, I, I think it has the end though i don't think i i don't know if it's a netflix show i know they use it so much in their um publicity because mm-hmm. it's 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 ending and it's very popular it's ended, very good actually uh anyway we're, we're watching shadow <laughs> we're hunters. not reviewing we're not re- <laughs> this isn't a superstore fan cast uh we're talking with shadow hunters the mortal instruments not to be confused with the movie Shadowhunters, The Mortal Instruments, City of Bones. I think that was just The Mortal Instruments, City of Bones. And then to differentiate it, this one's called Shadowhunters. The Mortal Instruments. Which the this book series is based on is called The Mortal Instruments. Exactly. They're all... So when but we, the people in it are Shadowhunters. So the way we'll do this is the <laughs> this series is Shadowhunters. The book series is The Mortal Instruments. And the movie was City of Bones. And we'll never talk about the movie. We'll never talk about the movie. I have not seen the movie. I also have not seen the movie. I have no interest because Clary Frey yeah. in the movie does not appear to have red hair. And to me, that's her defining characteristic. <laughs> it is. <laughs> kind of. That's how people know that she's related to her mom. Yeah. We'll have to get into it. I think we should get into it. Yeah. We've been talking about nonsense for far too long now. It's true. Because uh, this is... Shadowhunters, Season 1, Episode 1, The Mortal Cup. The Mortal Cup. So we start, where else would we start but with electro-pop music? Well, Hot people walk around in alleyways. It's Brooklyn, and it makes it obvious that it's Brooklyn immediately with a sign. <laughs> yes. I love this alleyway it starts in. It's weird. It, it but looks it's bustling. It's bustling, and there's just like a random Spanish bodega that mostly sells magazines no produce oh you're right <laughs> yeah i wish it, magazines would have made sense your mind layered magazines because that's fine this is a bodega that no one's working at <laughs> that we see a man standing in front of it is a middle-aged middle-aged asian well man. no he was walking past i meant the other man standing oh the other it. man that's right dark-haired yes. man tall can't see his face <laughs> yes and then when you turn around and you see the security cameras with a screen, like a big TV, that these bodegas are known to have. That's that why no sell- one has to work at it, because they have this big security screen. Yeah. Uh, he's not seen on the security camera. Ooh. Ooh. So he follows this middle-aged, middle-aged Asian man, which yeah. is only significant because no one else is middle-aged on the show. Even <laughs> yeah, the parents. Absolutely. Yeah, he is the oldest man in Brooklyn. <laughs> so he's walking along and he's being stalked by this man who may be invisible. And then this man jumps. Here, here's the thing. When, when you see this and you don't know this show, but you just know pop culture, you're like, oh, vampire. A vampire's following him. He doesn't show up on screen. He's wearing all black. And then he jumps high in the air and doesn't yeah. come back down. <laughs> it's This is bizarre. This man jumps into the air. We pan up expecting to see a man. We don't see a man. We see a leg. And it is of a bewigged woman. 
<laughs> a very clearly bewigged woman. Wearing a black coat. And she's also watching this man, this yes. middle-aged man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so she follows him uh, from the rooftop. And then we meet a third person. <laughs> no, actually, first actually first this, um, this, this man. This man bumps into another middle-aged man. Yes. But this one's African-American. Yeah, and becomes him. What? What? And then he carries on further and bumps into, like, a club girl and becomes her. And while this is going on... I don't understand on, the step in the middle there. Yeah, I don't know why he, had, why he had to become that other man. I do like the idea that this... It's a it's a demon. We'll find out later. It's a yeah, demon. I like shapeshifter the, demon. I like the idea of this demon just walking around being like, oh, I like him. I like them. So obviously he just liked that second man's tracksuit. He's like, this looks much more comfortable than this suit that I'm wearing right now. Well, Gotta but, get me a tracksuit. But they imply later he has been this um, uh, middle-aged uh, East Asian man for, for a long time. For long enough that they're like, this is the man we're looking for. Well, you know, he was doing some reconnaissance, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this is, I guess, the look that this demon wants because they head off into pandemonium. And while they do that, we see a third hooligan, a third beleathered, dressed in black hooligan. Aaron, you can't use the word hooligan. Like, <laughs> come on, he's wearing glo- fingerless gloves on his hands. Yeah, but he d- but he doesn't look like a hooligan. He looks like a techno goth. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Everyone in this series dresses in leather, black leather, and <laughs> just so many clasps and buttons. So he's also following this man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then then all three of our techno goths yeah. jump from the rooftops down behind doing cool flips like <laughs> like Power Ranger style flips. Like these are teens with attitude mm-hmm. and they are following that demon yeah. who has become a woman. Club girl. Yeah. Club girl. Yeah. And they're with such purpose. They're walking with such purpose because they're characters on a TV show. And then one of them bumps into a redheaded girl. Yep. And then she's like, hey. Why are you bumping into me? Excuse me. (laughs) And he's like, you can see me? Can I just say, even if you're still invisible, that's still a mean thing to do. Yeah. Just walk around her. You don't have to bump into (laughs) people. This space in front of this club pandemonium is so open. It's so open that someone could park a truck back there. Yeah, it is the biggest, clearest alleyway that has ever been. <laughs> Just step... You know you're invisible. Like, the problem is with this sort of introduction, I'm like, that character's an asshole. No, he was just so focused on the club girl, he couldn't see the cute girl he was walking past. <laughs> anyway... Credits. Now, yes, unfortunately, this opening, though, it was cool, and it's set up that, like, no one can see these people. Like, that big giant flip-off was insane, but it kind of was so that you could see that, oh, no one can see them. Yeah. Yeah, they can do all these weird things. And then we have a eight hours earlier. Ugh. Because what we will soon find out is these cool techno-goths are not our main characters. Well. They are. They are. But they're not our, they're not our outsider, our outsider who will bring us into this world mm-hmm. of mystery and abs. Yeah, no. Instead, we're going to go eight hours earlier, because whatever, to Clary. So Clary is the redheaded girl, mm-hmm. and she is going into the Brooklyn Academy of Art to do her entrance interview. Yeah, in a... Very, very large auditorium that in, is very empty. Yeah, in in a in a Paula Abdul style <laughs> dance hall, uh, because these art administrators don't know how to make an accommodating space. Don't know how to make an interview comfortable and she, welcoming. <laughs> she has to walk from the other side of the dance hall in absolute silence and to three people sitting at a table, a small table. Yeah. and I would say this dance hall. Bigger than your standard gymnasium. <laughs> yeah. Now, they set this out to be, like, rather intimidating. But these, actually, these administrators are quite kind. Like, so they see her, um, the first artwork, which I guess she, Clary says later. It was it, an assignment. Like, a, they asked them to draw a certain I guess things. a landscape. Um, but they're like, this looks very decorative. But then they see her, like, Her doodles cool. on the cover of her, like, Yeah, her cool, portfolio. Her, her cool punk rock artwork. The, the stuff of, like, demons and the things and, she's doing for a graphic novel. And, like, weird symbols that are maybe a language. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. And, and they don't believe in accidents. So we sort of smash cut away from this and Clary's being like... She goes to go see her friend, her friend Simon. Simon. And we find out immediately that Simon is a big nerd. Yeah. He's going to, like, go to bat for her by sending a firmly worded email. Yes. Uh, this scene is... 
incredibly utilitarian. There is no there is no wasted space in this scene. So we have to describe everything. Yep. So Simon says that he's going to send his firmly worded letter and then Clary, I guess this school has like templates printed out and then they just put your name on them <laughs> because they handed her an acceptance letter at her interview. Yeah. <laughs> so they're like, hmm. Is, we don't believe in mistakes. This is a very interesting artwork. Now just sit there while I go print something. Because once again, they're not in an office. They're just in an empty... There's no computers in front no, of them. No, there's no way that they could have printed this in the moment. <laughs> they had to go print it off and come back and be like, here you go. Now open it up. <laughs> and now you'll find this, out the truth. This will say yes or no. Uh, but it's yes, she's in it. Uh, it's also her 18th birthday. So that's super exciting. Best 18th birthday ever. Okay, Aaron. Facts we learned this scene. Boom. Clary's 18. There's a woman named Maureen. She's in love with Simon. Simon's in love with Clary. <laughs> Simon's in a band, and the band's going to play some songs tonight. Spoiler alert, this is not a band. This is just Simon singing songs and Maureen staring at him. <laughs> I presume if they played a different song, she would be playing the keyboard in front of her. But the song they, that I think they end on is him silently, quietly, and awkwardly playing Forever Young while he makes firm eye contact <laughs> with Clary. Uh, um, <laughs> then... Clary's Puscati becomes a drawing. Yeah, she has it, and she puts it on the table, and mm -hmm. then it goes into her drawing. Then it becomes a drawing, because these this is a nice hipster bar that just has, like, uh... Paper? Paper on the table. Yeah. I mean, you're right, it might have been her notebook, but that would be, that would be even weirder she doesn't, like, obviously realize. realize. She knows she didn't draw a Biscotti. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the... It's a cool, like, what happened to this thing. But we see her lift up a biscotti, put it on the table, say, like, oh, you're going to be I think they're going tonight. out after the yeah. concert. Let's go out after the concert. Look down. And now the biscotti's like a photorealistic drawing. And she goes, huh, I thought I, thought I had a biscotti. And Simon, who ordered, I think, the exact same thing to her, is like, well, maybe you ate it. During this three-minute conversation. I understand that this must be like, oh, these people can't even grasp that there could be a magical world. N but don't make them dummies. <laughs> yeah. I would be like, I, did I knock? Yeah, where did it go? Did someone steal my, biscot the, my biscotti? Yeah, the only assumption that I would have, like, if I'm like, magic doesn't exist. Here's why I did. I put down a biscotti. I knocked it away. And I'm like, oh, someone made a drawing of a biscotti. Oh, yeah. I, maybe I put it next to the biscotti and then I, like, knocked it away or someone stole it. Not Simon being like, well, maybe you ate it. And despite the fact that I'm looking at you lovingly, I didn't notice you cram a biscotti, <laughs> entire biscotti. down your throat like a duck. <sighs> anyway, these dumb kids are going to be left behind because we'll have to now meet the man that your man could smell like. It's the old spice guy. Yeah. I also known as Luke. I do feel bad for that because he does he is he's actually a quite excellent actor. He's been in a lot of things now. It's, it's um Isaiah uh, Musafa. Yeah. Uh, and he's a, he's an excellent actor and yeah, he's playing Luke Galloway who investigates bodies bodies that are drained of blood. So because we no. know this is a supernatural show. I'm uh, Aaron, I'm going to be honest with you. If I looked at that body drained of blood, well interesting she's also wrapped lovingly in a velvet cloth for a pg rating and very very naked yeah like it's not it's not like it's like wrapped around her in such a way where it's like someone laid it over her. it's across her crotch then put to the side so you can still see her midriff and then across her breasts i mean we can maybe assume one of the police officers did that for modesty <laughs> that's even more hilarious <laughs> they don't put on like the body cloth, they're like, uh, all right, well, I couldn't, I didn't bring, like, the white cloth you put over. I did, however, bring this velvet scarf. Well, they were waiting for the coroner to get there. Anyway, we find out from Luke that this has happened to seven women, mm -hmm. but he's on it. Oh, he's gonna, he's gonna figure this out. He also scares a dog by staring at it. And his eyes glow green. Mm, so, mm. hey, clearly there's something going on with this man as well. And also, he's dating Jocelyn. Okay, Aaron, this sequence of events is confusing. So... He gets a call from Jocelyn and declines it. 
And then his captain says, you know, she can tell when you declined to call. And he says, I know. Yeah. So his captain bugs him like you two are clearly together, but you're not together. And then Jocelyn calls him again. And this time he picks it up. He's like, oh, it's about Clary's birthday. Why didn't you pick up the first call? You weren't in the middle of a conversation. Maybe he had it's a <laughs> joke between him and Jocelyn. No, the only reason he declined that call was so the police was so the captain could be like, oh, you two are close. But you're not dating. That is what the audience needs to understand here. That's what I mean by some of these lines of dialogue. Are lines that humans would never are say. so utilitarian. There's so much here is the plot you need to understand. Well, let's talk about another utilitarian scene. Clary goes home. And yeah. by home, we mean first she goes to the antique shop under her home. Yeah, I and, mean, it's her home. And Dot is there. Dot works for her mom. Mm-hmm. Dot loves tarot cards, but Dot doesn't believe in magic. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean... Essentially, you know, Clary gets home. We get to see some of her family life. Dot is very nice to her. She gives her a shirt. A sexy shirt mm-hmm. that Clary's not supposed to show her mom. Yep. And then she closes the store dramatically. And I'll tell you now, having watched this entire episode, that makes no sense. I'll t- well, here's what I think it was. So Clary goes upstairs and her mom is instantly the weirdest human being. <laughs> oh, you think the doc closed the store because her Jocelyn mom- was like, I need to talk to Clary. Yes. And... Her, her mom is – look, you know this show is an urban fantasy. You know there's a secret dark world at this yeah. point. So her mom is like, here's a weird thing. It's called a stele. It is incredibly powerful and you must treat it with respect. And Clary's like, okay. Um, <laughs> and then she's like, I got to go because me and Simon are going out tonight, yeah. as you should know from Simon's Twitter, because there's an ongoing joke where you all follow him on Twitter. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now, her mom is clearly about to be like, all right, now that you're 18, I need to tell you about the – darkest parts of the world and Clary's like no no I need to go to the club immediately there's no time for us to talk about whatever important thing you are clearly trying to tell me here I need to go immediately up to my room and then leave in an hour now I'm not certain why Jocelyn knowing she was going to have to do this on Clary's 18th birthday didn't make plans <laughs> with Clary to have like a dinner together or something <laughs> to explain. Instead, she let I, her 18 year old think my mom doesn't care about my birthday. We, so I'm going to go out with my friend. We got this thing um, later where now Jocelyn is spending time. Like, oh, I don't know if I should tell her. I don't know what I can do. But in this moment, it sounded like she had made the decision. Like she was literally about to be like, Clary, I need to tell you about the shadow world until Clary. <laughs> Clary was like, no, 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 we can't. We can't talk for a second right now. I, I, I have to go. I have to, I have to go to my room so I can put on the sexy I, shirt Doc gave me. I, I know I just got home after <laughs> and I'm shown as loving you very much. But, and I just got into university. So but, one would think I would want to talk about that. I think she tells her mom that. Uh, her mom knows because of Simon's oh, right, Twitter. Right. She follows Simon's Twitter. Uh, but no, she she no time to explain out of there, leaving Jocelyn to, to have a flashback. <laughs> to think about the past. So in the flashback, a little bebe, Clary, plays mm-hmm. with a mermaid toy by a lake. Yeah. And then she gets attacked by a demon. Yep. There's this, some sort of uh, weird lake Ogopogo <laughs> jumps out to eat her. It looks better than the actual, like, they spent a lot of money on this creature. I guess it makes sense. It's the first monster yeah, you see. Yeah, it's the scariest monster. Uh, so her mom pulls out the stele that we saw earlier yeah. and runs it over her arm, which makes a tattoo appear, <laughs> yeah. and then her mom disappears. Yeah, we'll be seeing a lot of that. Uh, but she, you know. She stabs that demon. Yeah, she kills the demon, uh, brings Clary to a man with cat eyes and deep eye shadow. And also known as Harry Shum Jr. from Glee. <laughs> yes. He does not dance. No. We we will learn eventually his name is Magnus because he's a wizard. He's so, a warlock. Whatever. <laughs> he's a magic man, so of course his name is Magnus. What I will tell you from the books is he picked his own name. So that makes it worse. No, he picked it to be mysterious and magical. That makes it worse. He knew what he was doing. Just because he knew what he's doing doesn't make it not dumb. He thought it was funny. So he he takes Clary's memories. So setting up why Clary doesn't know any of this. Magical stuff. And uh, and And Jocelyn (laughs) insists that people are trying to find her and it's just better if Clary doesn't know about any of this. Which... I disagree with, but hey, that is... That's uh, how she chose to raise her yeah, child. And that's a fine motivation for someone. I, it's also, it, it, it's very gray on whether or not that was the right... Magnus does not think it was the right choice. Yeah, he does not agree. Yeah. Uh, so Luke, we flash forward to modern day. Yeah. Luke comes in. He's like, so, time to tell Clary the big <laughs> secret, huh? 
Yeah, he may have already assumed because he, I assume he got there and Dot was like, <laughs> with the door closed, like, oh, the door's closed? Uh, Jocelyn's doing the thing. <laughs> and Jocelyn's like, Clary already half remembers because I can see that she's drawing things of our magical world in her sketchbook, and that makes me stressed out. And Luke's like, don't worry, I'll be here for you. Yeah. And Jocelyn's like, no, 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 I made the choice. I will tell her. It's yeah. not a team telling. Yeah, we, we, we get a lot of vague stuff back. Oh, it's dangerous. If it's dangerous for both of you, you have to tell her. And, now... and then Simon gives her a piggyback out of the loft. And I just got to say, how does Clary not know that Simon's in love with her? <laughs> He's carrying her around. I mean, they're teens. Teens do love picking up other teens. Yes. That's true. Like physically picking them up. <laughs> you know, teen. The 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 thing is, like, they're at they're at that level right now. I mean, she's just turning eighteen. Just turning eighteen. Um, what a happy day for her. <laughs> <laughs> Best eighteenth birthday ever. Best eighteenth birthday ever. They, man, they will really hammer down the age of this girl. <laughs> just so we know that she's an adult. That's very important. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. At that age, you know, they're. There's like, oh no, we're we're very close. So she does also seem to feel some latent thing for him because later he'll take off his shirt. And here's the thing you know about you know, Simon, the nerd, the geek, the man who called his band Champagne Enema. He is ripped. He might have more abs than Jace. Yeah. <laughs> this, the second this guy who's been set up with his big thick glasses and is like, if they're mean to you, I'll write them a letter. And oh boy, I'm just fawning over this girl. <gasps> Boom, shirt off. <laughs> and both Clary <laughs> and Marine just directly look into the sun. <laughs> it's like they cannot know that these abs exist. Yeah. Okay. So this. Um, uh, this. <laughs> Segways into a scene mm -hmm. where Clary and Simon and Maureen, who we heard about earlier, are sitting on the top of Simon's van. And they're talking about Clary. And it's a scene full of irony <laughs> where she says that her life is so mundane. Clary, Clary hangs so many lanterns in this scene. It might as well be a Kim Mitchell video. Like, the amount so, of she's like, I'm just a normal girl. My life is fine. I'm 18 now. My world will be different. My mom can't keep secrets from me. She's the worst liar ever. She has no secrets ever. I have no family. I have no past. My mom is so weird. What are all these? Oh, I don't know what's going on. Cut to Jocelyn and she has a sword. <laughs> now, this is our first time seeing what we, well, they don't actually mention it in this episode, but they're called Seraph. Blades? Yes, and seraph blades um, are kind of glowing blades, and you have to activate them by saying the name of an angel, and the only people who can carry them are shadow hunters. Well, they don't do that in the series. I think they must say them in their heads or something, because they do activate. Yeah, they do activate like a lightsaber. Here's what you need to know about the seraph blades. They don't look good. <laughs> they no. They look like... Uh... <sighs> they look like Halloween... I was gonna say, yeah, costume, costume store plastic. They look. They have flashlights in their hilts to make them glow. Um, they will look better they, in season two. They, yeah, eventually they they get an upgrade that's un unmentioned. They just are better now, but now they do look like I I think I I kind of get what they're going for. They're trying to make them look like I think crystallized light mm -hmm. the problem is is that when you first see them like when i first saw it i'm like okay so these are clearly magic blades yeah they're they do not look sharp at all no you could not imagine they could cut anything but every single time they swing them around they put in a shing noise you know what i will say they look like good quality cosplay blades like, you know what i mean they look like fine yeah they look like fine quality cosplay because blades. a cosplay blade needs to look objectively not dangerous yeah at one point jace will lift it up to i think like check the edge and they'll put in a sound of shing as he runs his finger down it and i'm like that thing does not have a sharp edge but i thought like okay it's used so that it's not harmful for like human like shadow hunters or humans or mund mundanes whatever they're called um but it's deadly to demons because it's crystallized light no, they will use them to stab humans in the heart in this episode. The shadow hunters get stabbed through the, the shadow chest. Shadow hunters with them. aren't humans though. Yeah, but they have human anatomy. Yeah, but they have angelic blood. Yeah, I I still think that is where I do the line I'm like, "Oh, these are just not well made." I don't think they do work against mundanes though. 
Yeah, I think no, I think I definitely think that that trying to remember when I last watched this series, I think they stab people with them. Anyway, uh, this is also where we get the first look at uh, the Shadowhunter runes. So we head on over from this juxtaposed scene yep. where Jocelyn gets a sword to Izzy and Alec, yeah. who are two of the people that we saw earlier in the episode. Yeah. Al- Alec is the uh, was the guy standing at the bodega. Izzy was the one who has a leg. <laughs> Izzy is the girl. Come on, she stands on a roof in, in a full black trench coat with one leg sticking out of well, it. Well, we know why she looks like that, because when we see her in this scene, she's just wearing white leather. <laughs> that's, that's true. And she's putting on her blonde wig. Yes. As they repeatedly describe, demons like blondes. Uh, and Alec gets very up in arms because her wig is platinum. Yes. Now, uh... We see them covered in these markings mm-hmm. uh, that they will call runes. They are a very important part of how the kind of the magic system works here. We kind of learn. And these marks <laughs> yeah. are the same things that Clary was drawing earlier. Yeah. They also don't look great in season one. They will look better later. They will. They. I was going to kind of go they're going for as well, I think. I think they wanted them to look more like scarification. So they're inconsistent because some of them look like scars and some of them look like tattoos. And, and But most of them look like makeup. Yeah. <laughs> most of them you can see the brush marks. And like I do kind of get that because if I recall correctly in the book, there are some permanent marks like your voyance rune and um, – like, I think your speed one is permanent, but there are some that aren't permanent. But then I don't understand why Alec has chosen to put a non-permanent rune <laughs> on his neck. Yeah, the one we see so much um, until Clary gets one is Alec's big giant one on his neck. And it fades away at the edge where somebody did the, the brush mark and then lifted the brush off and went the other direction. And the only reason I'm ragging on these so much is they also get better. <laughs> Yep, so it just makes it apparent how bad they are right now. You can see it in the publicity for later seasons when you see them with these tattoos and these runes are covered in them, and they look matte black. like They look like a tattoo, not like paint. Yeah, not like paint. Clary's is the worst, though. Clary's first one is terrible. And why? Why, Jace? We'll get there. (laughs) So uh, they're talking about the the, the demons. This is kind of they fill in what Luke was looking into. Demons Mm -hmm. are killing people. They're taking blood. They don't know why it's a vampire thing. Actually, this this seems a lot of exposition, but in like a good, clean, natural way. Because it's characters going out on a mission. Now, what we find out is that Izzy and Alec and Jace are a part of the Shadowhunter Institute. But this mission, so they're not the only ones. It's not just three little kids against the world. (laughs) No. They're in, like, a big, buzzy institute. Mm-hmm. But uh, they're going out on this mission without institute approval because Jace just thinks they got to move real fast. Yes. You, know, we, you learn here that Alec is by the book, but Jace plays by his own rules. And Izzy is also there. <laughs> and she kind of plays between the two of them. All right. So Simon has his uh, his present his presentation. He, he has his performance. <laughs> uh, and is it just me? Are there a lot of people in that coffee shop to watch him play? I mean, it. he filled a coffee shop, at least. It's like... It's not bad. It's about 20 people. Yeah. It, and it, they're paying attention. Like, they are not having their own conversations. What it comes down to is he picked the right space. Yes. Yeah. If he had gone... If, if that place... I say he. Maureen is part of it. But it, we, the only song we see is the one where she's not playing. Um, if he picked another place, it would have looked kind of, like, dry and sad. But this is great. Um, now, we... At this point, we've wrapped around. We so are... We've- Caught up to the beginning. We're back at the beginning, and we see Clary talking to Jace, and they do a shot that I absolutely love, which is from Simon and Marine's point of view. And, it's and just, Clary's <laughs> just talking to the air. She's talking to the air, but the body language the actress gives is the, like, ooh, this guy's cute body language. <laughs> and it's so great. I love it. And unfortunately, because these are dubbed, these, they don't, I guess I, I don't know if I wanted to dwell on it more, but they go from her literally talking to air, being like audibly, <laughs> like two feet away from them, just being like, that's weird. And then she comes back and they're like, so who is the invisible guy you were talking to? And then she chastises them for making her feel crazy. Yeah. And then they chastise her for being crazy. Yeah, like, I feel like their reaction should be more like, I'm actively worried about you. Well, I mean, this will, will be the first scene where Simon makes a meth reference. And he will make many meth references. So Simon knows one drug, and that drug is crystal meth. 
Uh, now, Clary's uh, infuriated that they don't believe her because she can see him running away. So know, she goes with, after him. With his bobbin hair. <laughs> God, I love Jace. And, uh, I want to point out one thing here, which some of you decide over, but Simon does mention that um, he's like, your, your fake ID sucks. I'm like, oh, right. Because they're 18, but it's America, so they still can't drink. Right. Thanks, show. Yeah. So uh, we see some stuff going on in this club. This demon, like, gives the blood to some fellows with probably the most scarification-looking tattoo. A rune. I have a problem with it being such a scarred rune because we will meet many characters later in this series who are members of the Circle. And you'd think that with this rune, you would be able to see members of the circle immediately. Well, in, in this scene, like, uh, so we actually see uh, Magnus here. He's watching them, and he, he's like, nah. He's, he's hanging with his harem, and he approaches them, like, being like, yo, no gang members in the bar. Like, this is what he's like, yeah. hey, no circle members. Not, hey, you guys are a terrorist organization bent on the destruction of all of the downworld and all of my people. Just sort of like, hey, no gang colors. I mean, to be fair, the downworld... And the Shadowhunters think that the Circle is, like, a remnant of the past. Like, they think the terrorist group has been yeah, cut we, off at its head. We sort of get some implication here. Though it goes both ways. We um, we eventually meet the leader of the Circle in this episode, which is Valentine. Mm-hmm. And Jocelyn will be shocked to hear that Valentine's alive. But Luke offers the information that Valentine's alive. So it seems... Because Luke's smarter than Jocelyn. I guess Luke is smarter I, than I Jocelyn. will tell you that, like... The downworld and the Shadowhunters saw him die. Okay. I'm Aaron, once again, I'm only going by what the TV series gives me. I think me. the TV series gives us that, too. Not he, a- <laughs> he pulls, like, a weird thing that makes no sense. Yeah, we'll get there eventually. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, uh, Jason, Izzy, and Alec go to the secret bonus club behind the club. And they don't notice the red-headed girl who can see Jace... <laughs> beelining behind them. Well, like, she is not being subtle. Here's what I'll give them, though, about this, though. Jace is the only one who knows that she can see him, and I think all these Shadowhunters are of the mind. If it's a mundane, I don't have to worry about them. That's true. So they, even if someone's falling behind them, they're like, they can't see me. They're running somewhere else. I don't care this about them. a coincidence. Them. Yeah, they're not a demon. They're not a shadow hunter. And we will learn about Jace that one of his fatal flaws is that he's very single-minded <laughs> and very impulsive. Yeah. Well, I mean, Jace's, Jace's fatal flaw is that he can't grasp new information. <laughs> <laughs> so they enter into this back room and remember how much talk there was. Like, oh, demons love blondes. Demons love blondes. Well, Izzy follows a couple demons, hops right up on a platform, and the first sexy thing she does... <laughs> Before she begins her sexy dance routine... Is take off her wig. Is throw off the blonde wig. What was the point? <laughs> and, like, I was under the understanding that... She- Demons knew who the noted shadow hunters were, which is why she was in disguise to start with. I can't tell. All, this I think this is um an accident. I maybe they did they did it in reshoots, they did side shoots or something like that. But in the close ups, you can see her her runes, but in the um, distant shots, you can't. <laughs> it's I, a stand in. <laughs> I, I think. Well, no, it's definitely the actress. Um, but I think I think that's just a mistake. I think you're supposed to assume that they are they are currently hiding their runes from the demons. Mm, um. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, yeah, they walk in the back room. Alec hides in the corner. Izzy jumps up on a table and dances in front of four dudes. And then uh, Jace goes and talks to number oh. one shapeshifter. Oh, talks. He he flirt threatens her. He <laughs> She's standing in the middle of a room. I don't know what they're doing in this super secret bonus club. And just sort of presses himself against her and goes, hey, it's dangerous. <laughs> what are you giving blood to? Anyway, uh, anyway, um, this very, very <laughs> clever sting is interrupted by Clary rushing into the super secret bonus room. And, quote unquote, saving the demon because Jace, ha- Jace is trying to kill her. He does have a very big sword. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a fight ensues. Uh, Clary eventually picks up, like, a deactivated sword and it just activates automatically. And then she does stab a demon, uh, well, which she does not care <laughs> well, for. Jace throws a demon On onto the sword. sword that she is holding. <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, after this, Clary runs out and starts having, like, flashbacks when she sees Magnus and then steals a cab. Yeah. And then uh, the circle members, you know, those guys that Magnus kicked out of the yeah. club earlier, 
see her go. Well, and yeah. they really put a stinger on that. Yeah. Uh, so Clary does one of the things she does multiple times this episode, rushes home to find her mom. And she explains to her mom that there were people with weird tattoos that looked like this and this, and then there was a blade, and, and then there was a man who had a tentacle face. Yeah, and now Jocelyn goes from probably what was a pretty good way of broaching this information to just being like, what did they the markings look like? Did they look like this? <laughs> and then she <laughs> used the steely to make her own tattoos and appear. I'm, and I'm like, okay, Jocelyn, dramatic. Probably not the best way when your daughter's, when your daughter's already freaked out. out. Now... John's kind of explains the situation, and what it essentially comes down to is that Clary's memories are returning. Because the lock Magnus put on her memories is effectively like a juvenile record. Like, when she turns 18, it no longer applies. Okay, but can't you see Magnus doing that and lying, being like, I can only make her memories disappear until she's an adult, Jocelyn. Yeah, and then he only told her, <laughs> or I thought he just, like, no, no, they'll be gone. And then she comes back later, he's like, no, I mean gone for as long as she's a teen i know how juvie works yeah you didn't specifically say they had to be gone forever just until she could take care of herself jocelyn now because this is a series of interruptions there before jocelyn can even explain anything more before she can even say shadow hunter yeah before she can like i feel like even in a rush like you could still be like, all right, here's the, you're already freaking out. You already have an idea. Demons, shadow hunters, magic, go. <laughs> but instead, Dot rushes in and says, oh no, Magnus called, look outside. And then we play another vague game, but this time it's like action packed where they're like, here, you gotta drink this. You, you, you only have one of them. Don't. Just do oh, it. If only you, drink it when it's serious. You only do it if you ha you have to. There's people outside. Dot, can you make it happen? Open it now. <laughs> And then, and then Jocelyn will keep saying, go to Luke, go to Luke. The, Luke is the only person you can trust. He will take care of you. Go to Luke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this Dot, is important. Dot opens up a portal, which is just sort of a, uh, a, a purple light, which for all intents and purposes, looks like it eats Clary. Like she's shredded apart into it. And before it. she is shoved into it, Jocelyn says, where's Luke now? <laughs> Which uh, I guess is to make Clary think of the police station so she'll go to the right place. I I I assume Dot should be in charge of where it goes. So it's weird that she that she learned after she opened it. She cast the portal. We I don't, don't know, know how portals work. It's as I said, it's a very rough scene. Anyway, uh, she gets cast through, and then we cut to outside where some of the men that we saw earlier, and specifically we're going to see one black man a lot, yeah. and we don't know his name. No. So I guess we're just going to have to call him the main circle member. Well, yeah, we'll just call him lackey number one. So lackey number one gives instructions to the rest of the lackeys, which is get in there, take Jocelyn alive, get the mortal cup. Yeah, find the mortal cup. And that is the first mention of the title of this episode and appears to be the driving force of the circle. So uh, we get a quick scene of Clary actually at the police station and she... She plays it very well for the um the the chief who's like, oh, Clary, you're sitting here in the station, weirdly enough. And Clary's like, yeah, you know, Luke said that if I wanted to go home from the club, he would drive me home. Yeah, the reason I bring this up is so Clary knows what lying is. Hmm. Hmm. Clary knows that sometimes <laughs> you lie to get out of an uncomfortable situation. Clary has demonstrated the knowledge that comes from disguising the truth and in fact the captain notices that she seems a little bit upset and shaken up and goes are you having boy problems and clary goes yes boy yes. problems so she lies twice <laughs> and she knows of giving up certain information to disguise other information and she knows that sometimes you have to hide your true intentions hmm. Hmm. laying this on thick you'll get why but we do get actually in between this uh an action scene as these guys come into the uh this with their costume shop swords and god bless these actors they give it they're they're like twirling these swords like the real swords like they they are smashing and grabbing they're taking anything that looks like a cup in that antique there's store full commitment uh dot throws one mace one magic spell and then runs away and gets tossed out a window cool great work warlock dot yeah. Way to, because we see Magnus use some magic earlier, and Magnus's casual magic is more powerful than this. Yeah, yeah. Magnus casually like hangs a guy. <laughs> I think he hangs Lackey number one. I think so. I think that's Lackey number one. Yeah. Uh, 
Anyway, uh, Jocelyn, well, Dot is just giving her best. Uh, <laughs> lights Clary's room on fire. And it appears to be that the reason she does this is so none of these guys can get any of Clary's stuff to try to track her. You, uh, yeah. Oh, no. Uh, the reason I figured is because she does not. Like, I think she actually says it. You will, like, you will not know she exists. Like, I don't think she wants the circle to know that Clary exists, which seems weird because they followed her and here. Magnus knows that Clary was at the club. Now, now we do know, though, well, we will know later in this season that you can track shadow hunters with their belongings. Yeah, but that's something that we don't know right now. Yeah. And it, it, I, I feel like she said something along those lines. Um, I'm I think she says they will never find you. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. She burns Clary's room down. Yeah. Um, the only reason I bring that up is because it actually takes forever for the circle to tell him, that the tell Valentine that Clary exists. And they only mention it because, like, oh, there was like a girl. Like, in passing. Yeah, there was a girl who looked like Jocelyn. Now, this is also, it's got to be a magic fire because the only thing that burns down is Clary's room. I mean, it's a magic fire. She, she does the rune, touches a, a curtain. I just mean she can really control magic fire well. I imagine that if you're going to have a rune that's like, the purpose of this room is to light things on fire, it better only light what you wanted it to be on mm. fire. They, they they probably like, this is a rune of specific burning. So as the specific burning happens, the lackeys make their way up to the mm. top floor, and Jocelyn does Honestly, for someone who hasn't shadow hunted in like eighteen years, just swung the sword. Yeah, she does a great job. Yeah. She sword fights. She is. She kills she's, one. She's just outnumbered because there's like five of them. Yeah, she she puts her sword straight, her, her super sharp sword straight through his <laughs> chest, uh, and then she learns Valentine's alive. She drinks the potion and collapses. Oops, done. Uh, now Clary. <laughs> so Clary knows that Luke is in an interview. Yeah, but she's going to go wait for him at his desk. Yeah. Unfortunately, Luke is doing the interview at his desk. But he, <laughs> well, he also calls it his office at one point, but it is just a desk in the middle of an open space. <laughs> so, um, Clary happens upon this interview, and it's essentially two Circle members just razzing Luke. Yeah, so um, they give him a, a, a basic thread that's like, they have Jocelyn Fairchild... Ooh. Ooh. Um, and they'll soon <laughs> we have Jocelyn Fairchild and we'll soon get Clary I'm like dude just lie just say you also have Clary yeah come on because the idea is like if you give us the mortal cup you can have them back now Luke, Luke <laughs> being a smart police officer stands up and goes I don't care about Jocelyn and uh and Clary kill them if I want I'll if I find the mortal cup I'll keep it for myself. My people. My people. Need it. My people need it. Now, Clary, who knows what lying is. <laughs> believes every word out of Luke's mouth. Cannot grasp the idea. That, that Luke might lie to bad guys to not, protect her. And not only that, she's looking at him and then they leave and then she ducks down and he just goes, oh, oh. Like, <laughs> like, he, like he breaks the second they leave. She just didn't have to duck down. So Clary so is devastated. Instead, she runs out into the pouring rain and will run all the way back home. She apparently cannot trust Luke, but she will go back to the place where she knows that bad guys are. The place that her mom made Doc create a portal <laughs> and send her through it to get her away. Like, I know she's confused and like that, but the idea of being like, my mom told me specifically only trust Luke. Oh god, Luke told those people who were threatening me, who were just at my house clearly. Who says they have my mom, <laughs> I, that he doesn't care about us. She doesn't make the connection that like, duh, if he acted upset... If he was like, no, don't hurt he's, them, he would put them in more danger. Well, yeah, he's he he essentially is proven to these people that he cannot be like he he like he's proven that they cannot use them to like control him. It it just it feels so obvious, and what makes it worse is her running back home in the rain. Now we can't get there just yet because, because first we need to see a man in Chernobyl. Yeah. Meanwhile, in Chernobyl, <laughs> they just this. I can't get over how much I laughed when I first saw this image. It's just a screen that shows an establishing shot of a factory and the words in plain white text, 
Chernobyl. So he has to be in the fact, like, he's in the plant that melted down, right? <laughs> like, shadow hunters are not... I don't know. <laughs> shadow hunters can't be destroyed by radioactive... <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> but he's just, he's in Chernobyl. He is in Chernobyl. And he is standing in front of cages that rattle with the sounds of beasts behind them. Yeah. And he's holding, like, a syringe, like, choo-choo. Yep. Look so at my drugs. That is, <laughs> that is the sound a syringe makes. Uh, the circle is now returned with Jocelyn, and now she's like in a weird floating light prison, and also in a coma. Yeah, it's it's very Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> and he turns around, and this man is Valentine, yeah. and he is not happy that Jocelyn is not unharmed. <laughs> I mean, she's unharmed. She's just also unconscious. And flunky number one is like, she took a potion. <laughs> yeah. She had a warlock. Yeah. You know, we do get to briefly meet flunky number two. Actually, we said lackey, but whatever. They're interchangeable terms. Um, lackey number two is a dumb man. <laughs> <laughs> so he calls her a coward. Now, Valentine's response to that is like, she has successfully hidden from the circle for 18 years. Could a Could coward cow- do that? And my answer is, yeah, but probably. Then, then Lackey layers on <laughs> he do- more. He doesn't get it. He doesn't. This guy has no emotional intelligence. He doesn't see how he has already enraged no, his leader. No, you don't understand, Valentine. Who she's is- been hanging out with mundanes, and she smells like a mundane. You understand? She's gross. This woman is gross. She betrayed you. She's disgusting. (laughs) I know you just as we brought her in, lovingly hovered your hand over her body. But she's gross. (laughs) Let me see if I can explain to you. She's gross. And then he stabs him in the neck with a syringe. And And then he he burns from the inside out. So clearly this syringe is like, Valentine's doing something. He's doing some bad things because he's a bad guy. So Clary, back at her house, um, because she's a, a teenager, uh, as surveys the damage, there's blood outside because we saw. Oh yeah, when yeah. Dawes was thrown out the window, she hits a fire escape on the way down. It and is, like she, there's blood. Her neck's yeah. broken. Her legs is broken. Everything's broken. But when Clary gets a battle axe and goes to check out the place, Dot is just hanging around. And Dot's like, Clary, some bad shadow hunters, rogue shadow hunters. They took your mom, and they're looking for the mortal cup. So uh, where's <laughs> the mortal cup? The mortal cup. Now. It becomes very clear. I mean, as soon as you see you're standing partway in the shadows, you're like, that's a bad person. Um, <laughs> I like the idea that they told this demon, like, this demon thinks that Clary knows Where about... The mortal no, no, about the shadow world. Yeah. Like, oh, no, they're rogue shadow hunters. Huh? <laughs> they're uh, they're looking for the mortal cup. What? Huh? <laughs> Just think hard, Clary. Your mom must must have mentioned a cup before. Someone did not fill this demon in on the situation. I guess no one knows the situation with they Clary. They assume that Clary knows things. So she did kill a cer- a demon earlier. Yeah. So Clary, uh, it has a sudden moment of like realization. Yeah, clarity. <laughs> Uh, Before the tentacles come out of the sh- yeah. the shapeshifter's face. Yep. So she she does she's able to get a quick stab in, but mostly she's saved by Jace, who stabs the demon through the back and then touches her face and a lot. Because I guess the demon did bite her on her face, but we will never see that bite. She she actually doesn't apply it's on her shoulder. <laughs> but if you ask Jace, it's on her face. Yeah. He keeps like touching her face and like oh just look like like you've already seen it dude (laughs) and then yeah apparently she's got demon poison and she collapses and then jace says something that is very emblematic of jace he catches her and goes i gotcha (laughs) oh yeah oh he's not carrying her right at all her she's gonna get neck (laughs) neck problems oh yeah it's bad uh well carries out clary's out she also she's like touching her necklace and seeing images of her mom and then it, it is implied that she knows what's going on. Maybe that Valentine can, like, sense her, but mm-hmm. that won't really come up. It's not really important in this episode. Um, but Clary, in the scene, has essentially gone her first rune, which because is just red makeup. <laughs> Jace, the super smart shadow hunter, thought it'd be a good idea to put a healing rune on someone's neck. Yeah. <laughs> 
She has literally a million other places that she could cover it. They, they, if, since, considering how it's shown that each rune does a different thing, they never choose a good place for them. No, they don't. Like, this is the thing. The best place for any of them is, is usually like arms. Cause you, the idea is you take one arm, go to the other arm and do it on. Yeah. But they're putting them on neck and like underneath their clothes. I think Izzy has one on her leg. <laughs> it's, because I think because I don't think you can do it through clothing. I think you have no, to you have see to put it. it on skin. And like there are specific places that certain ruins are supposed to go in the books. Like when shadow hunters get married, they have one they put on their wrist and one they put on their heart. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he it, he thinks he should heal her by putting a rune on her neck. Yeah. Now, in this scene, we get a bit of um, everybody's personalities. Uh, so, when Clary wakes up, Izzy is there first. Yeah. And Izzy is, like, very kind to her, but also kind of teases her, like, oh, what are you getting yourself into? Claire, here's what I'm going to say. Izzy's too friendly too quick. Way too quick. Yeah, like, I would, I would be uncomfortable with this person who I've never seen before just being that, like... I think Izzy is just excited to meet someone new, though. I think Izzy's just like, excited. Like, everyone to... she knows she has all known forever. I think Izzy's just excited to meet a woman with lines. Because at <laughs> some point, they say, like, there are no new shadow hunters. So which, Izzy has never met a new person. Which is an insane thing to say. What do you mean? You're not, you're not all immortal, right? <laughs> but I, I believe he is implying that when someone has a baby, you know they had a baby. I guess it's true. Baby becomes an adult. <laughs> <laughs> that is how it works. Um, I mean, that introduces to Alex's personality, which is mostly that he is incredulous to a ridiculous extent. He's like, why don't you bring a mundane in here? Like, okay. And Alex. so what Jay says is like, well, she can't be a mundane. She saw me. And what Jace should say is she can't be a mundane. I put a mark on her and she didn't die. <laughs> I feel like Jace could just be like, she's always on a mundane. And then just gesture vaguely around because she's... <laughs> Because everything she has done has proven she's not a but The fact she exists right now in that moment. <laughs> I mean, she she stabbed two demons. She has killed a demon and a half. <laughs> so uh, we do get a quick scene where Izzy, like, Izzy takes Alec off so that um, Jace can, can, can talk to Clary and, and Alec can, can just calm fume. down. <laughs> yeah. And now Jace's basic, th- what we'll get a lot of Jace after the rest of the episode, is that he can not grasp that Clary doesn't know information. Like, He's so confused every single time. He says something and she doesn't yeah. understand like, it. Oh, it's a demon. And she's like, what? It's a, a demon. And those are runes. And she's like, I don't know what those words mean in the context that you're saying you, them. Wait, you don't know what runes are? What about demons? <laughs> and she's like, I'm familiar with demons in books. But, <laughs> but what is this... Demon I see before but, me, Jace. But what about runes? <laughs> yeah, I see the tattoo you put on my neck, Jace. What about shadow? Oh, it's ridiculous that she looks at it and says this is a tattoo. It's a, <laughs> it's, no, it's a scar. I would not. No, it's makeup. <laughs> <laughs> it is. If I, if I saw that on my neck, I'd be like, why'd you draw an M on my neck in makeup? Can we wash my neck, please? please clean it off. Um, anyway, Clary in this scene says she doesn't care about monsters. She doesn't care about any of the things that Jace is trying to wrap his head around. She just wants her mother back. And, I mean, I know she is traumatized. Like, I understand she's traumatized, but Mm -hmm. she should really make the connection (laughs) between all these bad things that are happening and the fact that she knows the demons came after her mom. Yeah, and her mom pushed her through a portal and she saw a demon. These things might be connected, Clary. (laughs) Clary doesn't get on board quite fast enough for my liking she gets on board pretty quick but <laughs> not quite fast <laughs> yeah enough. no she spent she spends a decent amount of time just being like i know i saw this magic stuff but i don't care about the magic stuff where's my mom it's like the magic stuff's related to your your mom now during the scene we do get jace's famous line which is all the stories are true oh I and didn't this realize that was a famous line. very famous like it's like the tagline that's on all of the books it okay. comes up at the beginning of every single book like, people quote it later, talking yeah. about things that Jay said to Clary. So his famous line is, all the stories are true. And the second, second most famous line is, you don't know what demons are? <laughs> what about runes? <laughs> what about demons? Let's try runes again. So the scene gets interrupted after all the stories are true, essentially. Because yeah. um, Simon calls. Yeah. And I guess Clary has been missing for two days. Yeah, I guess the, de- the demon venom really knocked her out for uh, for two days. And Simon has essentially found your friends to her. And she is in, she's in the Institute, but she's in an abandoned church yeah. in a park. So, ooh, shadow hunter yeah. magic. <laughs> now, throughout this scene, Clary's been walking around in a long shirt. I assume I... one of Alex's shirts, because Jace is pretty short. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, uh, it has to be Alex, or else it would. Um, 
she, but she's given clothing that is Izzy's clothing. Now, Izzy only wears BDSM gear. <laughs> and Jace explains it by Izzy's confident in her body. And now, here's the thing. I think it's just Izzy pranking her. I think so, too. I don't think Izzy actually expected Clara to have to go out, Clara to actually go out and, like, meet a human being. I think Right she, away. Yeah, I think, like, she expected to go those clothes and Clara to walk out into the main hall with, like, I... thigh-high heels and a leather mini skirt to just, like, do you have any other clothing? And then Izzy would be like, ha-ha, delightful. Ha-ha, what a fun prank I have done. Ha-ha, it's me, but... Izzy. I have a friend who's a girl now. But instead... Um, <laughs> this is where Jace uh, talks to Clary about runes. Like, I put a rune on your neck. What's a rune? You don't. I can't get into that more. <laughs> so, yeah, I just wrote, duh. She doesn't know anything, Jace. So, Clary uh, dresses up like this. Uh, I mean, this school. Is, this is not the worst. Like, her skirt is reasonably long and it's pleated. So it's away from her body. I would. I, I describe this as schoolgirl vampire. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she goes out to see Simon. And uh, Jace is coming with her because I guess he saw someone standing behind Simon. Is that what he said? Yeah. I thought he just came with her. No, he saw someone behind Simon. Okay. Now. <laughs> Simon, however, is not in danger because he'll be outside for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Jace obviously is invisible. He has something called a glamour and a glamour yeah. stops mundanes from seeing Shadowhunters. Yeah. And, his, and his is on his abs. And we do see his abs. But they're no Simon abs. Yeah. Uh, now, so she talks a little bit with um, Simon. And once again, we have some hilarious shots where she's turned and talking to Jace. And uh, Simon again refers to meth. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I, for a while, I thought Jace was standing right next to her. But as it turns out, Jace actually did Batman vanish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, because then... <laughs> a guy who just steps... <laughs> out of the shadows. He does my favorite thing from TV shows, which is with no... Nothing around him, just as a big sidestep into frame. <laughs> and it's like, Clary Fairchild, come with me. I know where your mother is, essentially. Yeah. Then Jason also appears. They fight. And, and it's invisible to Simon. <laughs> and and God, they, they do just the amount of shots of Clary just be like, oh! Oh! Oh no! Uh. <laughs> well, Simon is looking on and see, and we see nothing because we see it from Simon's yeah. view. <laughs> yeah, the OKG will turn around and, and we'll see just Clary reacting like, oh, oh no, to like nothing. <laughs> and you know what? You know, Simon, you're right. There is definitely something going on yeah, there, here. There's definitely some meth in this scene. Now, eventually, Jace is able to kill this other shadow hunter. It's really who he is. And um, when he does that, his body becomes visible. Yeah, and Simon freaks out so claire convinces jace to make himself invisible as well i'll give this to jace jace right away is like okay (laughs) jace doesn't care about mundane's knowing anything and i think maybe that's weirdly realistic like he's like okay fine one dude knows that i can turn invisible he's whatever look at an institution (laughs) look at that nerd no one's gonna believe him uh so jace becomes visible and simon comes up with the classic (laughs) line who's he your meth dealer yeah. Yeah, Simon, you just saw a man appear out of thin air. Yeah. That's meth what, dealer. Now, I'm not sure Simon knows what meth is. <laughs> so he may think it turns you invisible. It's true. Um, now, <laughs> uh, Simon is like, well, we, we, we got to do something with a dead body. We got to call the police. We got to call Luke. Clary confirms we cannot trust Luke. I know my mother, who I love more than anything, said to trust Luke. <laughs> and has vanished now, and her last words to me were, trust Luke, but no. <laughs> and then the rest of the scene can be summarized as such. What to do? Go inside? Call Luke? Find Clary's mom? Keep Clary safe? Go with Simon? <sighs> well, no, actually, the visual storytelling puts her between two choices. Go with Jace, go with Simon. Yes. Which, like, you know, metaphorically, she's torn between two worlds. Ooh. Ooh. But I'm just going to say, you know Jace's stuff is real. Simon (laughs) does not know anything. It's not a reasonable choice to go with Simon. Nope. And apparently in your mind, you've decided not to trust Luke. So you definitely can't go with Simon. Now, in a final stinger, we do... uh, I mean, this is just Valentine. It's not interesting. Valentine learns that Jocelyn has a daughter. It's not new information for us. No. He is very interested in that, though. Yeah, it took Lackey number one a long time to tell him that. (laughs) He's like, by the way, the way we found Jocelyn was we followed a girl who looked like Jocelyn. So, I mean, she might have a mundane dad. (laughs) I wonder if 
these people just like they see anyone who looks vaguely like they remember Jocelyn looking like it's 18, been years 18 years ago. So they're just following redheaded girls all around New York. <laughs> yeah, they're like, all right, well, this one actually ended up being right. We smashed up a lot of random stores. So many antique stores, Valentine. Not even antique stores. They just go into someone's house, break it down, and go through their pantry for all – not the pantry, but like the cupboard for all the cups. <laughs> they're just stealing juice glasses all the time. <laughs> yeah, they- The thing is, they know what the mortal cup looks like. They've seen it. Yeah. They yeah. describe it to Clary. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe they're thinking, can the Mortal Cup be glamoured? Like, what's, maybe. what's magic's involved? All rules are out the window. And they do know that Jocelyn has a f- pet warlock. <laughs> yeah, but she's not super competent. No, and they don't know that Jocelyn's friends with Magnus. Yeah, and, and, and not only that, um, we... <laughs> Just remembering later uh, season, which I know is just an upgrade in, uh, like, looks. <laughs> People make much better portals than Dot. <laughs> Dot makes a portal you have to stand in front of, and then you fade away. <laughs> Other people make portals that you can actually walk through. Now, I think that as we watch Shadowhunters, I'm going to tell you some Shadowhunters fun facts as we go. Probably from the books? Yes. <laughs> One fun fact. Um, mortal, I mean... Magnus yeah. invented portals. <laughs> oh, that's crazy why he's so good at them. With he- Henry Fairchild, who is an ancestor of Clary. Makes and he sense. also has red hair. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's your fun fact for the that week. That was a fun fact. That was a very fun fact. Uh, so fun adjacent <laughs> fact. <laughs> <laughs> but that is the end of the episode. So... Aaron. Yes, Kevin. For this episode, did you find yourself up? Shadow Hunters moment? We never discussed this. This is another thing where it's for drama instead of logic. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a uh it's a moment where um Jace just can't fathom that people don't have knowledge. <laughs> Wait, do you know what demons are? What about I, runes? <laughs> I did, Kevin. And the moment that I choose I mean, does drive do the plot th- forward, but there's literally a zillion different ways you could do it. Do you want to choose the? Ob- are you going to go for the obvious one? No, I think no. I'm going to give you the obvious one. I'm going to pick Jace bumping into Clary. <laughs> Just walk around her. Like that is such an asshole move. Well, and the thing is, like again, not to go to the books, but she sees him in the books, and the reason that she's drawn to him a is because he's very handsome. Yeah. But then he's a real weirdo in the club. She could stalking a girl, and yeah. so she becomes obsessed with stalking him. <laughs> Yeah, she could have just hit on him in the bar. The The problem stems down to that opening scene, as cool as it is, is terrible. Like, like not because of the scene, but the way it's in the episode. They had to end it on something dramatic, so they had to end it on they the They had boom. to end it into the bumping into. You can see me, but I hate the scenes that do the, um, uh, they're like, oh, well, you want to start in the middle of action, so we'll just start from later in the story. Because the problem about that, about that scene as, like, a dramatic thing is that if you're going to do that sort of thing where you have to zoom back, you have to end the scene with the question of being like, how did we get here? And this is not a how did we get here. This is just a... Yeah, I have no idea who Clary is at that point. She's I have no just idea a, who Jace is. And I know how those people got there. They followed a man there. There's no question I need to know. And, like, I think what we're supposed to take from it is, look at the connection between them. <laughs> but, like, for all things that this series is, it's not really a love series. Yeah, I feel like you might have been trying to, like, this is this was after, but like, you know, it, we're still on the tail end of the whole like Twilight. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Hunger Games also is not was not a super love like it had a love triangle kind of, but it was like very it develops very naturally. Yeah. So, but in, in the series, they really wanted to go real hard because Twilight has proven you can do. Like, Team Jacob, Team Edward, like, rocketed that thing in public consciousness. So, I guess you have Team Jace and Team Simon? I don't... Yes. I mean, yes. Hey, Kevin, <laughs> did you find a CW moment? Fine, I'll do... <laughs> <laughs> I'll do her not being able to grasp Luke lying. I, I, I can see people being like, well, I think it makes sense if you look at this. Like, no... It it doesn't show her in a great light. It's just because her mom is so insistent. If her mom and, had just said, fine, Luke, and pushed yeah. her, 
But that would be fine. But not, you, Luke is the only person you could trust. And because the one thing we know about Clary is how much she loves and believes in and trusts her mom. Like, the, everything the only be- thing we know about her is that her and her mom have an amazing relationship. Yeah. So the fact that the last thing her mother said to her before vanishing, she's like, no, my mom is dumb and wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, a guy who I've known for my entire life lied to bat or said that he didn't believe in me to, to bad guys yeah to people who are demonstrably evil because they start they start by saying we have kidnapped jocelyn he's like he lied to the people who kidnapped my mom obviously he's a bad dude like like the like like the only way you could do this is she has to somehow believe like i don't care the moral cup is you should have given them the mortal cup. But at this point, she doesn't seem to really know what the mortal cup... She doesn't seem to, like, grasp it as part of the situation. She doesn't bring it up on her own volition at any point. And I just wish they had written the scene maybe in a slightly better way where it seemed more obvious that Luke was maybe working with the circle. Yeah, if it made it seem more... Like he made a deal with them or something. Yeah, like... The only thing I could think of is that if he did, I mean, the problem is that, that what their threat is: give us the moral cup, and we'll give you them back. I don't know. I don't know. There, there's a way to do it. I can't think of it right now, but it's it sets off. Now Clary's like, I can't trust Luke, and so yeah, that it has to be done. It's, one of us has to mention that, so I'll mention it. <laughs> now I am going to give an honorable mention to Simon taking his shirt off in an alley for no reason whatsoever, other than so that the show can show us his abs. Yep, I'll also give an honorable mention to that bodega with the security camera that is, I don't know if you noticed, Aaron, added in post. You that can't, that can't the, the TV doesn't exist. You can actually sort of see it waver. <laughs> so, that's our foray into the world of the Shadowhunters. We are excited to be here. Yeah. Yeah, we're, uh, well, what will Clary choose? Will she go with boring, crazy, meth-obsessed <laughs> guy Simon? Or the guy who's making reasonable uh, stuff in an unreasonable world and, and going to help her find her mother? Did kill a demon to protect her. Yes. Uh, what decision is she going to make? Let us know what decision you think Clary's going to make. We're at Podcast Moa, Podcast MOA, at Instagram, at Twitter, and at gmail.com. I think she's going to go with Simon. The rest of the series is just her going to be like, man, I missed my mom. You know, I don't specifically remember, but I think she does try to go with Simon. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> man, it's all going to wash back over us, huh, isn't it? Uh, you can also get uh, my books. You can get them at kevinweirbooks.com. Cyberpunk fantasy, epic fantasy. Uh, I'm planning on actually putting out. Uh, I think I'm gonna do more self publishing. I got a lot of books that are sort of sitting around. This may as well do something with them. <laughs> Might as well self publish them. And so give Kevin's book some ratings and reviews on Amazon and stuff, and give us your ratings, reviews, and subscriptions on Apple Podcast or your podcaster of choice. And also, on Wednesday, I'm done school for the semester, so I'm going to write some stuff on my blog, aflimsyplan.com. But until then, we'll see you next week. Who will Clary go with? Why does Valentine want Jocelyn alive? Wait, you don't know what demons are? For answers to all this and more, join us next week on Mystery Outsiders and Abs. What about runes? A teen drama fan cast.